Hey there, you're listening to The Simple Home, a podcast for the modern mom looking for a slower pace, a life with less stuff, less to do, and more time for what really matters. Living simply is more than just getting rid of clutter. It's about letting go of expectations to create a life of intention. Motherhood is the ultimate Groundhog Day experience, where much of every day is spent on the logistical stuff necessary to keep everyone alive so you can wake up and do it again the next day. You don't need just one more thing. You need easier ways to manage the constant cleaning and feeding, the overwhelming clutter, the never-ending to-do list. I wish I could hire you a personal chef, a nanny, a housekeeper, and a personal finance guru, but I can't. What I can do is support you in your journey of letting go of all expectations and taking life at a slower pace. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast today. Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And this episode, if you're listening to it when it first comes out, is coming out on Thanksgiving Day. So if you're listening to it then, happy, happy Thanksgiving if you live in the States. And any other time you're listening, that's great as well. I just appreciate it so much that you spend your time with me each week. Also, the very, very best compliment I could get is for you to run over to iTunes if you have a moment and just leave a rating and a review and share this podcast with a friend who might benefit as well. That is the very best way for me to grow this podcast is from my listeners, just like you sharing it with others. So I thank you so, so much for for doing that and just taking your time with me. This week, we have a mom on the show who is the author of HelloBeautifulChaos.com. She started this blog and kind of ministers from her heart to women about the chaos in motherhood, helping them through that and helping them realize that they are not alone, they're not the only ones going through the chaos of motherhood, and how to find their purpose and all of that as they grow as moms and grow their family. So I'm really excited for this interview. It was such a wonderful talk with with Shanna, and I think you're going to absolutely love what she has to say, and she's so easy to listen to as well. Make sure when you're done listening to this that you head over to her website. I will have all the links in the show notes at athomewithkids.com forward slash episode 30, so you can find anything we talk about there, and I just can't wait to dive in. So here's Shanna. Well, hi, Shanna. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, thank you so much for coming. I'm so excited to chat with you a little bit today and let the audience of the podcast hear your story and hear more about you. And so for those of um, the listeners who don't really know you, can you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and how you got started? Absolutely. I would love to. Um, So I am originally, I started out blogging and I'm the author of the blog, Hello Beautiful Chaos. And um, what that has pivoted into is I help overwhelmed moms remember their worth and I help them feel less alone in their chaos and lean more into their faith and their mindset and just to become who God has called us to be. Um, So about a year ago, I leaned into the idea of starting my own blog and I did it as a hobby. 
I said, you know what, I really want to journal and I want to tell my story. I want other women to understand that they are not alone, especially new moms coming into motherhood or especially moms that feel so overwhelmed in motherhood that they just really don't know if there's anything else out there for them. And so I did that a year ago. And um, just since then, God has just really opened doors as far as um, connecting me with other women and bringing just like even just bringing his truth more into my life so that I am able to clearly see the vision and see the things that he has for my life. And so in turn, it's kind of what I do to help other women also in their chaos and in the things that they do. Awesome. I love that. I love your story of how you kind of got got into that as well. And um, I know that all of us struggle with overwhelm at some point in motherhood, if not throughout the whole thing. And it changes as our kids grow and change. Um, so I love that you're doing that. And I usually talk a lot about simplifying as far as our home goes and our clutter and our stuff and how getting rid of that can can really simplify all the stuff we have to do. But I love bringing on other moms who deal with the mindset piece and really um, dealing with the overwhelm emotionally and all of that, because I know that's such a huge part of motherhood too. So thank you so much for coming on and kind of sharing that journey with us. And I know that um, we kind of have this image of like what the perfect mom should look like, especially before our first child, you know, mm -hmm. the things we're going to do, the things we're not going to do with our kids, the things we're going to say and not say, and yes. it can be really hard and it can, we quickly realize we can't really live up to it, I think. So does that resonate with you in your motherhood journey at all? Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I think that if there is a mother out there that has started, like had, that became a mom and just felt like, you know, they're doing everything right and they're doing everything perfect, I would probably, I would bet that there probably is not a mom out there <laughs> that does that. Because, you know, we've all heard that saying of, I was a really good mom before I became a mom. And I think that, I mean, I became a mom 13 years ago. And so for me, um, before I became a mom, I really thought, motherhood looked like what it looked like on TV. I, I thought it looked like what I read about in books. I thought it was, I thought all of the issues that I had were going to disappear after I had kids and after I had some, you know, little humans that I was going to need to take care of. And what I quickly found out was um, that is not true. Um, the hard work that I had to put into um, just becoming healthy enough for my kids I will say, let me backtrack a little bit and say that when I first become a, became a mom, um, I suffered uh, postpartum depression and I, I felt more sad than anything because I wasn't the mom that I thought I was supposed to be. Um, you have people around you that are saying certain things that, you know, maybe you're not doing right or maybe that you're not, you know, feeling like you're enough. And what I would say to that is when you become a new mom, it's the first time right? And you can't be good at something that you've never done before. And right. so if I could go back to myself and tell myself something, it would be that. It would be, this is a learning curve. You're growing. You need to do the best that you can do. You are equipped to do this because God has brought you into this role as a mother. You know, you were able to have a child and you did have a child. And and I will say that in my journey with postpartum, the only way that I came out of it was remembering my worth in Jesus because I was not enough. It wasn't enough for me to, I couldn't even get out of bed. You know, I couldn't even do some of the things that I was doing on a daily basis um, before I had 
my first child. And so leaning on him and gaining my worth in him was something that helped me climb out of this hole that I thought I would forever be in. I thought I was alone in it. I thought I would forever be in it and me realizing a, that I had a God who loved me enough to tell me you're my daughter and I love you and you're equipped to do this. And also with him sending me things like devotions or other women's stories that I wasn't alone in something that I felt like was probably the darkest time of my life. Um, so that is what <laughs> becoming a mom, what I thought it would look like and what it actually looked like. <laughs> that's, that's what that story looks like. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, that's one of the reasons I love bring, bringing other moms onto this podcast is because that feeling of feeling alone is, I think, the reason that we struggle so much is we think mm -hmm. that everybody else has got this. Like, I am the only one that's failing at this and can't get out of bed, or why am I not enjoying my kids, or why can I not keep the laundry done or the dishes done? or make dinner for my kids, you know, and we feel like we're, we're alone in that journey. And so I love when people share their real stories because that I think is what's going to open up a whole new vision on what motherhood really is. This, this idea of the perfect mom and that we have to be good at everything and do it all is just not realistic and kind of keeping us from being the mom that we really could, <laughs> could be and that God wants us to be. So I love your story in that. Thank you. Yeah. So one of the things though, we talk about, we talk about this, like it's an easy shift and that we can just go from realizing that we don't have to be perfect to being the mom that we want to be like overnight. And that's not really true. I think it's kind of ups and downs all along the way um, because the day to day is chaotic and overwhelming and not just the motherhood piece of it, but managing the house and managing finances. And if you're a working mom outside of the house or a working mom inside the house, you know, all of those things um, play into this a little bit where we feel like we're drowning or not keeping up. Um, what advice do you usually give to moms when you're talking with them and they're, they're kind of in the middle of that grappling with how to get through the day to day stuff? Oh my gosh. You know what? This comes up so, so often because being overwhelmed, I feel like is, it's, it goes hand in hand with being a mom. There are so many responsibilities that we have before we go into motherhood. And then when we are a mother, there's a whole nother set of responsibilities that we are in charge of. And so my biggest piece of advice, and I've been talking about this a lot lately, especially because it's something that for me um, has been just giving me life and giving me a pulse. And um, I talk about having certain things in your life that are constants. And when we have things in our life that are constants, things that we can rely on every single day, A, it gives us a sense of control. Like we have one or two things that we pick that are non-negotiables that help us feel like we have control over our lives, whether even if it's just one or two things, it's fine because that's going to give you a rhythm to your life and it's going to give you a pulse that gives your, um, your day, your routine, your chaos, your overwhelm. It gives it a, you know, it gives it that heartbeat. It gives it a life. So I'll give you an example. Um, in the mornings, uh, I would love to say that 
uh, I do my quiet time every day and it's 30 minutes long, but it's not, but I do do my quiet time. I do my devotional every single day. And in the evenings I pray, um, whether it's with my kids or whether it's with my husband, uh, whether it's five minutes or whether it's 30 minutes, I will do those two things and having those two things that I can rely on every single day gives me a sense of peace that helps me feel like, well, first of all, I look forward to it every day. And when I'm thrown off of those, of doing those two things, my life is, is even more, I feel like, I feel, I feel less in control of my day. But when I have those non-negotiables and I'm able to lean into that and I'm able to do those every single day, like I said, it just gives you this rhythm to your life that I think gets us through all of the crazy. It gets us through the overwhelm. It gives us that sense of peace and that sense of control that we desire. We're not always going to be able to control our kids. We're not always going to be able to control the circumstances that are around us, but we can control our morning routine or doing a devotional or praying. Just simple things like that can make a huge impact in your life. Yeah, absolutely. I love too that your two things are like kind of the anchors of your day, the morning and the night. And sometimes we think like we well, if we don't have 30 minutes to do it, it's not worth doing, right? But I love that you're saying, I just do it. Two minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever I have, I do it. So that's great advice because I get into that. I'm like, well, if I can't work out for a full hour, then like, what's the point? Or if I can't read my Bible for a whole you know, chapter, then you know, I failed at it. So we'll try again tomorrow. So if you make those non-negotiables, I think that's, that's great advice. And often also when we think about like our, our schedules, I try to tell moms never to use the word overwhelmed. Cause I think if we tell ourselves that every day, Oh, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so busy. Well, then that's the reality, right? Because we're saying it over and over, but it's true. It's easy to fall into feeling like there's too much going on. And so when we think about our schedules and just all the daily things that we want to do and accomplish, Um, we, at the end of the day, sometimes we feel like a failure if we didn't get all those boxes checked. And the truth is it's revolving. You're never going to finish a to-do list. Like ever, ever will your to-do list be done because you finish one thing and you add two more things because you're like, oh great. Well, I have these two more things to add. Um, so I'm often telling moms, you know, choose one thing that if you finish that one thing, you're going to feel super successful at the end of the day rather than, oh, I didn't finish 12. You know, so I love this idea of having the anchors or having two things that you do every day that make you feel like your day went well and, you know, that you can start again the next day. So that's, that's great. How do you manage like your to-do list and your, you know, just day-to-day schedule of what you're going to accomplish and, and all of that? Okay. So this is such a great question. And it's ironic that you're asking me this because I just got some great advice and I'm getting ready to pivot my own, um, my own beliefs with this. So I'm a recovering people pleaser, like a lot of women out there are, especially moms. Um, and I will say that I was always taught growing up and just in general, like, you know, going to school and different things that multitasking, you know, do one thing, um, and then do something else in the meanwhile, if you can. But I will say that most recently I was given some advice from a girlfriend and she said, throw multitasking out the window. And when you are working on your to-do list work on it one at a time, because you're going to like, 
the idea of you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And when you're efficient in doing those things, whether it's one at a time or whether it's, you know, even it takes you a whole day to do one of those things, you're getting that completely done rather than starting 12 things. And at the end of the day, you're like, I didn't accomplish one thing on my list, but I started 12 things, you know, <laughs> but that starting 12 things is almost like your intention to get your to-do list done. But those intentions clearly are not going to get you closer to your goal or get your to-do list, you know, shorter, which is, uh, you know, our goal as, as a mom, but that is my greatest advice. And I have been putting that into, um, like just practice and it has made a huge, huge difference. And I would, I would bet that most of our husbands, if they heard us say that we're going to stop multi, like <laughs> multitasking, like they would, <laughs> they may not agree with us, but um, I believe that if you were to do just one thing at a time, that you will be much more efficient in getting things clearly and, and completely off of your to-do list. Oh, absolutely. I'm 100% with you, although I'm still a chronic multitasker, but I try. <laughs> like Every morning I wake up and think I'm not going to multitask today, but even just... you know, We're so connected now that when I'm sitting there with my husband watching a TV show, I may also be checking my email and it's even as simple as that. Like you're doing two things at once, neither of which are that important. And you know, I'm not connecting with him watching the show because I'm also checking my email or, um, you know, so I am 100% on board with that. I always tell moms, you can't multitask. You cannot do two things well. And even though it's still a work in progress for me because it's so ingrained in us to, be doing 12 things at once that it's mm -hmm. hard to step back from that, but it's so important to be cognizant of it. Have you read the book, The One Thing? I have not. Okay. You have got to read this book. And I tell my audience Ooh. this all the time. I always, and I'll link to it for everybody that's listening in the show notes, but this is a book I promote all the time. And a lot of it, he talks about business and choosing your one thing, but he also just talks about life and not multitasking and focusing on one thing. And it, literally is a life-changing book. I read it every single year, sometimes more than once, or let's be honest, I listen to it every <laughs> single year, sometimes more than once, and I try to read it, but it's usually an audible thing for me. Um, but I'll link to it in the show notes, and you've got to check it out because I think you'll you'll love it if you're working on the multitasking thing. It's, it's excellent. Awesome. I'll yeah. check that out for sure. So um, going kind of back into this kind of to-dos and everything, you know, there's moms listening who work outside the home. There's moms listening who are stay-at-home moms. And there's moms listening who try to work from home with their kids running around them in circles, you know. And I know that you're balancing, or balance is not the right word here, but you're doing both things as well. You're being mom and you're being business owner and you're starting this new thing. What do you feel like keeps you able to do it all, I guess, if, you know, that's not mm -hmm. right, really the right thing to say, because we're not doing it all. But what, what keeps you able to move forward and keep these things going, like keep your house going, keep your kids fed and all of that? So my best piece of advice for a mom that is at work who wishes they were at home with their kids or who is at home and wishes they were at work or who is trying to do five different things and feeling like where you're at, maybe mentally you're not there, but physically you're there. Um, the best piece of advice I was given and the best piece of advice I can give is to 
to Christy Wright says this to be where your feet are, meaning if you are at work, be at work and give your 100%. If you are with your kids, it means that you're not doing work, which kind of goes back to the multitasking thing. If you're with your kids and you're hanging out with your kids and you're doing a movie night, um, to be checking our email or to be doing some of these other things, it, it's only going to make us feel guilty in the end when we're done hanging out with our kids. Like that wasn't enough. But if we were to focus and be where our feet are and not think about anything else, it, it really takes away that mom guilt. It takes away this idea of, oh, I should be hanging out with my kids when I'm working because you know what you have to rely on? Because that will be the enemy. The enemy is, is there and the enemy is going to try to to say these things to you, to distract you. But what you can say is, no, you know what? When I was with them, I spent 100% of my time with them. And so that's going to combat some of these mom guilt feelings and ideas that you might get when you're working, feeling like you should be with your kids. And the same thing goes, there's a lot of women who are with their kids and they are constantly thinking about business. They're constantly thinking about like, if I don't email this person back, it's not going to, um, and the things are going to fall apart. And so when you're working to give your 100%, that's going to combat your, you know, business. You're feeling guilty because you're not working on your business. And so my best piece of advice is to just be where your feet are and be 100% in that moment with whomever you're, whomever's in front of you. Yeah, that's so good. And I love, I mean, I've heard that advice given before, but not be where your feet are. That's such a simple little mantra to remind ourselves every single day, I think. So I love that you brought that up. That's something that I think we all struggle with from time to time, always feeling guilty that we're not giving enough to whoever it is that we're with, whether it's the relationship or um, work or whatever it might be. That's, that's a really hard thing. And I noticed too, and I don't, I don't want to blanket statement this, but I think that this is easier for dads sometimes um, to be at work when they're at work and be home when they're at home. Um, and I know some jobs aren't the same, you know, when they're at home, they're working as well. But I think that that may be a harder thing for a mom because we see all these other duties as things that we have to get done as well. And I'd also like to talk to the, talk about that a little bit with, um, not just work outside of the home or, or a business, but also with housework, because I think that, um, a lot of times we have a job and we have the job of being mom and we have the job of doing the house. And for a lot of women, they're the ones in charge or mainly in charge of the housework or, you know, figuring out the budget and finances for the, for the month and all of those things and getting laundry clean and those day-to-day things that we, we struggle with and Mm -hmm. it becomes like a whole separate job to us. So I like the way that you're saying, be where your feet are. Um, I think that applies to some of those other things as well. Just, you know, do your best in every little (laughs) situation that you have, every job that, that you've been appointed or, (laughs) you know, taken on, I guess. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So how do you, do you have systems in place? And there is no right or wrong answer to this. I love um, just all the varying answers I get to this question because I think it helps moms see like what our lives are really like. I'm very structured. Like I do laundry every single day right when I wake up so that it's done. You know, I have all these little rhythms in my day because that's what works best for my house, but Mm -hmm. that doesn't work best for everybody's house and every listener's house. So how do you kind of manage all that household stuff too? Like, do you meal plan? Do you, you know, do laundry regularly? Do you let it just go as it goes throughout the week? What's your system for 
just keeping up. <laughs> well, okay. So I'm going to be very, very honest with you. I am not the greatest housekeeper, but I like a clean house. Okay. So those things do not go together. <laughs> Clearly they don't go together or, you know, I don't love cooking, but I like for a meal to be cooked at night for my family. And so when you have these things that kind of don't match the things that you desire, but you don't really enjoy doing, um, I think it's really important that we are not afraid to ask for help. I think that a lot of times women, especially, um, feel like they have certain roles they need to fall into. And whenever they fall short, they feel like it's a weakness to reach out and ask for help. And what I mean, and it's not everyone's story to be able to afford somebody to help, you know, clean their house or to help do certain things, but there are ways that you are able to get help without, um, spending money. For instance, if you know, you need help, I would say 100% if your family is local to reach out to even your family or your friends to come over and hang out and have coffee and help you pick up your house a little bit. It is nothing to be ashamed of. I believe in this women linking arms with other women. And you would be so surprised. You reach out to somebody and you feel like it's exposing a weakness within you, but it's not, it will only strengthen your relationship and your friendship. Um, and so for me, what has helped is, you know, saying to my husband, like, listen, I know I'm not a great housekeeper and I'm just keeping it real, but I'm going to find money in our budget to figure out how I can have somebody come in and help me with the house every other week. It's something that's important to me. I want the house to be clean because I think that having less clutter um, physically also is like gives you less clutter mentally. And so that's something that I really had to, it was definitely something that was really hard for me because I felt like I'm a really bad housekeeper. The house is always a mess. And so it was this like, um, I felt like it was a never ending circle of like shaming myself because the house wasn't necessarily what it should be. When I reached out to my husband and said, like, here's what I'm struggling with. I think we need to ask for a little bit of help. It was not a sign of weakness. And I would say for anybody listening to this, that if you're listening and you're struggling with maybe the same thing, or you're struggling with something else, like asking for help is a sign of wisdom, not a sign of weakness. And so never be afraid. And that's what I would say has been a huge help with the day-to-day -day activities is that maybe I'm not great at some of these roles that have been assigned to me when I stepped into motherhood or stepped into being a wife, but there is so much support around us that we cannot be afraid to tap into. Oh, I'm so glad you gave that answer because sometimes people are afraid to give that answer. And I tell my community that all the time, that there is no shame in asking for help. Um, you know, and if you can't afford it, even just hiring a, a high schooler to come over and fold laundry, 11 year old would love to come play with your kids for two hours while you, you know, clean the house. If you actually enjoy it, you just can't get it done or whatever. Um, I think there's lots of ways to go about that. And I also think that Sometimes we just have to choose the one thing that's really important to us and that we're really good at and do that really well and let somebody else help us with the other stuff. Like if we really love to cook and, and plan meals, then that might be our area where we excel in motherhood and maybe we don't do a single Pinterest activity ever as our kids are growing up and that's okay <laughs> like I think you know it's okay to choose the area where we we enjoy it and we enjoy to do that and we're good at it and then let some other things go and absolutely I totally agree with asking for help whenever whenever you can and and I don't think there's any shame in that some moms get really you know they don't want to say that they have a housekeeper or that 
They have a babysitter three days a week, even though they they don't go to work. I, that's all okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's that's excellent. Well, Shanna, it's been so much fun talking with you. If there was anything else that you could tell um, the moms that are listening, I know we we kind of covered a lot of different topics here mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. conversation. And if they were to just to walk away with one thing today, what would that be? Um, so I, it kind of is something that you spoke about a little bit and it's something that I kind of wanted to touch on. So I'm glad that I had this opportunity to say this, but you spoke about how men may feel less likely to feel guilty for not doing certain things around the house and that women have a different role than men. And I would like to just say, like, if you step away with anything else, I just would like for you to be encouraged that God has made women different than men. Like they just are created differently and women have more emotions and women, um, you know, are built to feel things differently and we're supposed to feel that way. So it's never a bad thing when when you feel more or when you feel like you have more responsibility or when you feel like maybe you're not doing a good enough job, like those things that God is putting on your heart, it's for a reason. He made you to feel that way. And those are your convictions. And so that's a way that you can tap into being a better mom, or maybe it's just that you need to have a conversation with your husband about it. But I just want to encourage you that if you're feeling like um, you're feeling too much, or maybe you are more emotional than, you know, than your spouse or partner that you were made that way. And that's nothing to be ashamed of. That's excellent. That's great. I, we didn't touch on the emotional piece of that very much, but you're absolutely right that we, we, um, feel those emotions a little bit stronger, I think a lot of times and then feel guilty about that and don't, and don't mention it or say it. And so, yeah. And so that's great. And I do also want to, um, say I am 100% a believer that men and women are made so differently. And I also know that there's a lot of, a lot of dads out there that have stepped into this role, you know, while the women go out and work and, and they may be struggling in the same ways. So talking with your spouse about, you know, whatever it might be. And I know sometimes I feel burdened by a lot of the stuff that I take care of and mm-hmm. you ha- your your spouse doesn't know that unless you <laughs> unless you say it you know so i think the communication has to be open there if that's going to you know not be festering in your heart and and Absolutely. making things worse you kind of have to have to say it well shanna where can we find out more about you and what you do what's the best place to connect and and get to know you a little bit more um, so you guys can um, visit my website, which is www.hellobeautifulchaos.com. Um, I am over on Instagram at Shanna Alonji. And on Facebook, I have a Facebook community that you're welcome to join. It's Hello Beautiful Chaos Group. And you can find out a little bit more about me in all of those places. Awesome. And I will make sure to link to all of those places in the show notes for you guys. So don't, um, hesitate to hop over there and just click on everything that Shanna has to offer so that you can get to know her more. Well, Shanna, thank you so much for your time today. I've enjoyed the conversation so much, and I know that there's women out there that are going to get so much from what you had to share. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Uh Uh-huh. And take care. Bye. Bye. Okay, so I know that conversation went in so many different directions as we were talking, but I love that we got the real story in another mom's life. We got to hear all about how she manages herself and motherhood and her emotions and all of that. 
And if you um, were listening to this, I hope that you take away a couple different things. And one is that you were made for this job. You were made to be this mom for these little munchkins that you have, and you are equipped to do so. So reach out to God, reach out to friends, and just know that it's okay to not do it perfectly because you were made for exactly this and you're going to fail at things and you're going to do great at things and that's okay. I also, one thing that I took away that I thought was just such great advice is that I love how how Shanna anchors her days with non-negotiables that she's put into her life. So if you have certain things that are super important to you, um, I encourage you to do that as well, to find time in your day to make sure that those are non-negotiables and that you get them done every single day just to kind of give you that rhythm and that sense of control. So I hope you love this episode as much as I did and that it was helpful. Please remember to jump over to iTunes and give me a rating and a review for the show, as well as share this with a friend who might benefit. All right, I will talk to you next week. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to talk all about simplifying the holidays and gift giving. So if you're anything like me and this has been a learning process or a struggle for you, I think you're going to really love that episode. So make sure to tune in next Thursday. And again, if you're listening in real time, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people, and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.